What are the most common mental disorders? What causes mental illnesses? What can be done to help treat mental disorders? How has COVID-19 affected mental health? How can we provide support for those suffering from mental illnesses? Welcome back to Stethoscope Podcast. I'm Stephanie Ayler, and today's episode will be discussing mental health in America. Part 1. What are the most common mental disorders? Mental health is just as important as physical health. It impacts how people handle stress, relate to others, and make good choices. In America and across the world, far too many suffer from poor mental health. I first want to say that if you are struggling with your mental health, there are plenty of resources to help. Text SIGNS to 741-741 for anonymous and free crisis counseling and call 1-800-273-8255 if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts. Visit www.cdc.gov slash mental health for more information, including a treatment locator. According to the CDC, poor mental health increases the risk for physical conditions like heart disease, stroke, and cancer. Mental illnesses are defined as conditions that affect a person's thinking, feeling, mood, or behavior. In fact, the CDC reports that more than 50% of Americans will be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder at some point in their lifetime, and one in five Americans will experience a mental illness in a given year. I want to quickly note that there are many different types of mental illnesses and ways they affect individual people. Since this episode is only about 10 minutes long, I can only scrape the surface on mental illness today. So I encourage you to look more into ways different mental disorders affect people if you haven't done so before. The most common mental illnesses or disorders include anxiety disorders, mood disorders, schizophrenia and psychotic disorders, dementia, and eating disorders. Anxiety disorders include generalized anxiety, social anxiety, specific phobias, panic disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Each of these anxiety disorders appears differently. For example, social anxiety is classified by a person having intense fear of being criticized, embarrassed, or humiliated publicly, while OCD is classified by a person having unwanted and intrusive thoughts and fears that cause anxiety. People with OCD often attempt to relieve their anxiety by performing compulsive behaviors. It's important to note that anxiety disorders involve more than short-term worries over things like job interviews or tests. People with anxiety disorders have prolonged anxiety that interferes with daily activities. Another group of mental disorders are mood disorders. They include clinical depression, bipolar disorder, and substance-induced mood disorder. According to Johns Hopkins Medicine, symptoms of mood disorders include an ongoing sad, anxious, or empty mood, feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, decreased energy, irritability, hostility or aggression, and thoughts of death and suicide. Psychotic disorders are another group of mental disorders that include schizophrenia, paraphrenia, and delusional disorder. Psychotic disorders cloud a person's clear thinking and ability to make good judgments, emotionally respond and communicate with others, understand reality, and behave appropriately. Dementia is another mental disorder that includes Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, and Lewy body dementia. The CDC reports that symptoms of dementia include problems with memory, attention, communication, reasoning, judgment, problem solving, and visual perception. Eating disorders are another mental disorder that include anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. Symptoms of eating disorders include restriction of food, food binges, 
or purging behaviors like vomiting or exercising too much. Part 2. What causes mental illness? The CDC states that many factors can contribute to the development of mental illnesses, the first being harmful or traumatic early life experiences, such as child abuse, sexual assault, and witnessing violence. The second being experiences related to chronic medical conditions like cardiovascular and cerebrovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, and Parkinson's disease. People suffering from a chronic disease are more likely to also be suffering from depression. Another cause is biological factors like genes or chemical imbalances in the brain. Family studies have given evidence of genetic contributions to mental disorders such as depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and autism. Additionally, the National Center for Biotechnology Information reports that most scientists believe that problems with the communication between neurons in the brain cause mental illnesses. They found that the level of the neurotransmitter serotonin is lower in those who suffer from depression. Another factor is the use of alcohol or recreational drugs. According to the NIH, excessive use of drugs or alcohol can lead to changes in the brain that cause mental health issues such as paranoia, depression, anxiety, aggression, and hallucinations. Part 3. What can be done to help treat mental illness? Mental illnesses can be debilitating to a person's day-to-day life. While most mental illnesses cannot be completely cured, many treatments can reduce symptoms to allow a person to function in society. Psychotherapy is one treatment option provided by trained mental health professionals like psychiatrists and psychologists. According to Johns Hopkins Medicine, it focuses on improving a person's views of themselves and their environment through exploring their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. According to Mental Health America, examples of psychotherapy include cognitive behavioral therapy, exposure therapy, and dialectical behavior therapy. Additionally, Family therapy can be very helpful to reduce conflict and stress within family units. Another common treatment for mental disorders is medication. Like other treatments, medication is not a complete cure, but it can help a person manage their symptoms. Many patients suffering from mental illnesses receive a combination of therapy and medication. For example, antidepressants and other mood-stabilizing medications are often combined with psychotherapy in the treatment of depression. Support groups are another resource that people can use to improve their mental health. Support groups are organized meetings with others that have suffered similar experiences. Members of the group guide each other towards the shared goal of recovery. Examples of support groups include Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, and the Anxiety and Depression Association of America's Peer-to-Peer Support Group. Part 4. How has coronavirus affected mental health? Psychiatric Times reports that, historically, national crises have increased rates of mental illnesses. COVID-19 is no different. The ongoing coronavirus pandemic has affected all aspects of life, including mental health. The CDC reports that while social distancing is necessary to reduce the spread of coronavirus, it has caused many to feel isolated and lonely and increased stress and anxiety. Additionally, millions are struggling financially right now, and worse, With a death toll around 210,000, millions of people are grieving over the loss of loved ones. With the lack of control and uncertainty that everyone has faced during this pandemic, rates of depressed mood, suicide, and post-traumatic stress disorder will increase globally in the future. 
So while this goes without saying, during this time, it's crucial that we reach out to our friends and family to make sure they're doing okay. Part five, how can we provide support for those suffering from mental illness? First, we need to stop the stigma that surrounds mental illness. According to the NIH, some of these stigmas include that people who have mental illnesses are dangerous and irresponsible, can't make life decisions for themselves, are childlike, must be taken care of by parents or guardians, or should just get over it. These stigmas can prevent people struggling from mental illnesses to seek needed treatment and lead to feelings of shame and guilt. Secondly, if someone you know is struggling with poor mental health, support them and help them access the mental health resources they need. Lastly, in the U.S., the federal and state governments work together to address mental health services. According to Mental Health America, the federal government is a large funding source for these services. They regulate systems and providers, support research and innovation, and protect the rights of consumers. Those states also have a lot of power in making decisions about their individual mental health systems. State systems can go beyond what the federal standards require and expand services, access, and protections for their citizens. So we must encourage our local leaders to provide funding for resources and research for mental health. We must support those struggling from mental illnesses because once again, mental health is just as important as physical health. Thank you so much for listening to Stethoscope. Once again, I'm Stephanie Ayler. Be kind, stay safe, stay informed, and I'll see you next time.